Welcome back to Kafaru Cast, everyone. I'm here with uh, my partner in crime, Frank the Tank, and today is America Day. Uh, we have T and K outdoors on, Tyler, actually, and uh, we don't have Keith on, the, the crusty one, but these guys have kind of stirred up uh, quite a bit of a buzz lately on uh, social media with um, kind of their stance on American-made, um, kind of American-proud, American-made uh, bino harness and some of the other products they make, uh, as well as many other things. But either way, uh, Tyler, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I do get a kick out of your your posts. Um, I uh, before we get into kind of your history and everything else, just just quickly for tell everybody where they can find you so that it's not lost in translation. Your your social media page. Uh, yes, we're on both Facebook and uh, Instagram. You can just plug us in, you know, search Teen K Hunting Gear LLC um, and should pop up for you. And I'm sure some of the listeners have probably already seen <laughs> some of our stuff, but <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a pretty interesting thing we got going on, but uh, you know, guys seem to enjoy it and we have fun with it. So yeah, it's a pretty good time. I think people get a little too sensitive because uh, I had like, a bunch of backpack hunters. You did the ounces make pounds and pounds make don't be a pussy or something like that. <laughs> I can't remember what you posted. Yeah. And they're like, can you believe he said that? And I'm like, I don't give a shit what he said. I was like, I doubt he'll be saying that at 13,000 feet, but I think it's pretty damn funny. But <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we just like to poke around and maybe that's just kind of the, uh, you know, me being in the Marine Corps infantry, kind of having fun with that because, you know, fucking for us, man, like, you know, we would just load up our packs with, I mean, out, you know, we didn't even think about weight. You know what I mean? We just had gearless and we just, you know, throw shit into a pack and, you know, go for these 15, 20 mile rucks. But, um, you know, it's, it's just kind of funny because, you know, we got so many guys that are, you know, you see them like hunting forums and shit like that, where they're just, you know, I, I got 20, 25 pounds and my two light and my two heavy. We just, it's just kind of sometimes funny to poke fun of those guys because, I mean, we, we totally understand that there's going to be times where um, obviously weight does make a difference. You know, you're going to be hurting a little bit, but uh, it's, uh, it's, still, it's still funny to kind of just poke fun of the industry. And, you know, some people take it a little bit too fucking serious, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I mean, on our, uh, on our page, I mean, if, if you get easily offended, well, you're probably not going to be following us for much long. So, yeah, I, I, Frank and I are both kind of under the same, I don't know, opinion standard. If it needs to go in the pack, it goes in the pack. We really don't weigh shit. I mean, occasionally we'll weigh something to see if a new gear piece of gear is lighter than the old one while we're testing it. But I mean, by all, I, I'm no, by no means saying that, uh, ounces don't make pounds and pounds don't make pain because they certainly do. But at a certain extent, like, you need it, you throw it in the pack, you don't need it, don't put it in the pack, and it's about as simple as that for us. Like, we don't wrap our head, like, I don't make spread sheets and shit of, of what's going in the pack. And, and quite honestly, there was a post on Kafaro Insiders recently, a guy said, what should my pack weigh uh, for 10 days? And, and guys were throwing out gearless, and I don't think but two of the people that replied had done a 10-day backpack trip, backpack hunt. And I'm thinking, well, hold on. You want to hear about, you know, giving birth and breastfeeding? I'll tell you all about it. I don't know, never fucking done it, but I'll tell you about it, you know? And I'm like, there's got to be some hands-on experience before you 
pipe up too much just because you learn quite a bit while you're while you're doing that so yeah i got a kick out of some of the stuff you guys said <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it's kind of interesting because you know i'm on the you know the same um same kind of mindset to where you know you pack what you need you pack what you don't and and uh you know i i don't concern myself too much with weight but maybe that's just because i'm kind of used to being just absolutely fucking miserable so you know it's just one of those things to where we uh we make fun of guys because you know as as you've seen on on some of the uh some of the things too guys are how much do your, does your bino harness weigh and we're like dude it's like fucking 14 ounces like come on like it's not gonna fucking make or break you in the backcountry but we're we're getting into that that uh spectrum to where you know guys are so worried about all this lightweight stuff but that's not always a good thing especially when it comes to gear yeah, I would say Frank goes to shows more than me. The number one question is generally not what's the most comfortable pack. It's not what's the most durable pack. It's generally the lightest and the cheapest or, you know, when you get into that. And I understand you want a relatively lightweight pack, but I, man, I, to me, you know, I, I wrote an article and I'm about to write another one for Eastman's kind of covering the same thing of if uh, the difference of five pounds makes or breaks you coming off the mountain early. So if you were at 39 instead of 44 or 45, but that five pounds of comfort, that five pounds of durability, that five pounds of whatever, fuel, was it really worth it to save that weight when you had to come off the mountain early because your hunt was destroyed because your shit was too lightweight? And I try to keep things in perspective that way. And a, and a chest rig weighing 14 ounces compared to nine I don't know that I'm going to be walking off the hill saying, fuck, this thing's just six ounces too heavy, you know, or four ounces too heavy. You know, it's comfort and durability yeah. are a big one. Well, and, and that's the biggest thing to where, you know, when you're talking about military spec, like very compliant made American materials as far as Kadura and all that stuff goes is, you know, it is going to be a heavier material, but there's a reason why the military uses that type of stuff is because of the longevity of it. You know what I mean? And it's going to get the job done. That's why all these military packs and stuff like that you see are made with, um, you know, those heavy, heavy duty materials because, you know, the government wants things that are going to last for years and years and years and, and have multiple uses from multiple different people. And, um, you know, I, I don't think the weight is, is so much as a concern as, as the, uh, the durability and just, accomplishing the mission so my my mindset you know being because i'm former you know uh marine infantry and and then being now you know producing uh manufacturing hunting gear is that that's kind of my mindset you know what i mean making gear for um durability and getting getting the shit kicked out of it and and for longevity and not so much for um worried about ounces you know what i mean um i want something that uh you know guys are going to be able to just you know, season after season, beat the living shit out of, you know, on a spot and sock or crawling through cactus and, and all kinds of shit. And, and it lasts, it doesn't fall the fuck apart. So, um, that's kind of like my mindset as far as why I, I use the materials I do. And, and, uh, you know, for most of our customers, I mean, they can see a difference. You know what I mean? Uh, we've got uh, guys that have ran pretty much every major brand of, of harness or, or gear and stuff like that, and and uh, they can definitely tell the difference w with the material and the construction with it. So, Yeah, and I, I don't think 
I haven't actually used one of yours. I've looked at them. Obviously, I know what you're you're buying from the same source as we are as far as the material goes. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm have to, I'll have to get one in and try it out. I, uh, you know, for for we we used um, one of your competitors for a while, and then we recently got one from actually another one of your competitors. That this will be the first year we'll run it. You know, throughout the entire season, see how long. You know, see how it does. We like it, but we know as far as like. You know, there is only one Cordura, so there's a lot of Asian-made Cordura, but it's not Cordura. There's only one of those, <laughs> and there's, you know, webbing yep. is is not all made the same. Buckles are not all made the same. I think one of the things that probably gets me more irate is there's a lot of companies out there slapping an American flag um, on, uh, you know, on their backpacks that's made of all Asian shit, all buckles, all webbing all material is 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 90 percent asian but it's sewn here so they slap an american flag on it so that's not to me that is not american made um in in my opinion no i think it's complete bullshit and you know uh we're we're trying to do everything you know 100 percent is you know 100 percent american i mean everything from down to the thread you know we order thread from you know a a veteran-owned company that makes everything in america so um, we, I mean, truly believe that, uh, I mean, and you can see the difference, like you said, with Kadura. Um, I've, I've, I've played around with overseas made Kadura and it's complete shit. It's nothing like, um, the actual registered made in America fucking Kadura. Like it's, there's no, no comparison whatsoever. So, um, yeah, I completely agree with you as far as that, um, aspect goes that, you know, there's so many companies out there that are just doing, you know, stupid shit. And like, you know, like we've said, um, you know, being in the industry and, and knowing the materials that people use, like we know when, when a company is full of shit, you know what I mean? We're you know, like, really, this is not made in America or, you know, that, you know, selling it as some high quality freaking piece of gear when it's just made with the cheapest damn material you can get, you know? Yeah. You know, looking at like just so people like price wise and so people understand when you look at, uh, let's say American made 500D, you're looking at, I don't know, eight bucks a yard or something. I'd have to go look nine bucks a yard to pay if it's camo. It's Mm -hmm. significantly more than that. Um, And then Asian is like three bucks. It's it's half or more or less um, per yard. And then you like buckles. I'm holding two very compliant buckles in my hand right now because I think Frank did a video yesterday. So you can throw these in a freezer, um, you know, pull them back out, throw them on the ground. They're not going to crack. You can take an Asian buckle, throw it in the freezer. You can squash it with your hand. Um, Webbing, for a good example, you take Asian-made webbing compared to American-made webbing. Um, If you put something, let's say, like a knife edge that's dull and just put it right in the middle and just zip it down, with your hand and then you do that with a very compliant or American made webbing, the durability factor is like a multiplier of four or more. It's, it's significant. And if people don't use mm. their gear as much, they're not going to notice. But if you're using your gear, uh, pretty extensively, you notice pretty quickly, uh, buckles, breaking's a big one, the webbing wearing out, you know, things like that, obviously wear holes in the packs. Um, and I, I think that's where, like, your your harness is going to last uh, compared to, you know, an Asian-made competitor's probably four or five times longer, I would bet, um, you know, without seeing it, just oh, as a guess, because yeah. I, I know what you're making them out of, so. Yeah, you know what I'm using. And 
you know, even even so, there's only a couple camos actually that we're using 500D. Most of our harnesses are with a 1000D Kadura, um, which is even heavy, more heavy duty and more coated. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's 100%. I mean, you can really tell the difference in materials. But like you said, you know, if you're doing one deer hunt every couple of years, you know, um, and, and you can't justify spending um, the amount of money um, on our stuff because it is a little bit more expensive because it is made in America, just like you guys. And people don't quite understand how expensive it really is, not just the materials, but getting manufactured here because we're not paying people fucking a dollar an hour to freaking make this shit. You know what I mean? Um, they have to, you know, we got laws in America. We've got freaking labor laws and all kinds of shit. So like we can't just get away with a lot of shit that a lot of these larger companies are doing in the industry where they're just getting shit made for cheap and they're selling it for God knows. And, and you probably know too, just looking at it, the, the amount of upmark on a lot of their gear where it's just, it's crazy. And, and you, it doesn't surprise you how much money they're making, you know what I mean, when they're getting this stuff made for just nothing. Yeah, yeah. optics are another one where you look at, like Europeans pay their people a lot of money, and you compare mm -hmm. a European optic compared to, uh, you know what, I'm going to leave companies' names out because I can't handle the fucking hate mail, but if you uh, look at a high-end Asian optic, it's going to be, probably take 275 to 300 bucks to make they're going to sell it from a thousand to 1500 you take a european set of optics that's three times more the the juice in that uh, european optic is probably well significantly less than the asian made just for the simple fact europeans pay their people good um they take very good care mm -hmm. of them and you look at uh what's minimum wage in the united states now different sure, state to like state eight? I think it, it might be different from state to state. I think here in South Dakota, it's uh, like eight something. Yeah, cost of check. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you look at, we sent a pack over just to see five years ago, six years ago, one of our packs. And it cost like a hundred and something, like bare bones, no markup on anything to make here. We got it back from them with markup, and it was like 38 bucks. And I was like, fuck, no wonder. I'm like, Jesus, what do you – well, and then we, we had a – like a, we grabbed a backpack out of Cabela's, out of one of the big Cabela's-type brands of packs. You know what I mean when you look at the big four or five? Yeah. And it would cost like $2,000 for us to put all the shit on that thing, like all the bells and whistles, the very, very compliant-wise <laughs> pockets yeah. and everything. and. I remember Patrick looking at me. He's like, what do you even do with these pockets? He's like, you put a toothbrush in that thing? He's like, it, it's useless. I'm like, well, <laughs> I got it. But people like pockets, Patrick. And he and so we, we sent one of ours over to see. And, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty eye-opening. Um, I mean, it was – I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And, and what – not to get going on a rant, but the people that, you know – pound their chest about America and then uh, I look at what they're buying and I can understand not everybody can afford that like you know I get that but don't pound on your chest too hard and then promote something that's fully total Asian webbing Asian buckle Asian material Asia everything comes across the big boat and uh, the next thing you know you're promoting the living crap out of it and it's like well you're kind of supporting the enemy buddy for pounding your chest about America and I, not everybody can afford America made stuff I get that but that, that you know there is a difference
Yeah, there is, especially when you act like you're all fucking patriotic, and then, you know, until the, until you see the price tag, and then you know people people don't understand. I'm like, well, that's why all these you know these big companies are going overseas, and they're you know they're making more money. And I was just doing a, a podcast a couple of days ago, and and uh, one of the guys, you know, uh, one of the hosts asked me, he's like, so if you were to make a million dollars compared to $10,000, if you were to manufacture overseas and you could make this company do a million dollars or just make it in America, make it $10,000. That's an easy one for me. Cause like I said, again, I mean, I would take the $10,000 and as cliche and as stupid as that sounds. And that's really what I truly believe in. You know what I mean? Um, if I didn't, I would have been manufacturing in overseas, like from the get go, you know what I mean? Like if I didn't truly fucking care about what I was doing, and, and doing this shit right, I, I would have done that a long time ago. But I, I really, truly believe that, and you're seeing a lot of, you know, for us anyways, a lot of our customer base is a lot of those working class hunters. They don't have a shit ton of money, you know what I mean? But but they're they're blue collar, hardworking dudes that are, are willing to pay for good gear because those are the guys that, you know, they're not posting on Instagram to, to try to be popular or famous or something. You know, there's some of the just the really good dudes that are just going out there and, and grinding and, and hunting and, and uh, wanting good gear. And uh, so, you know, it's not so much of the cool factor for a lot of those guys as much as it is for the uh, really the durability and the functionality factor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, def- definitely. Um, well, how did you guys kind of get started? What made you want to get kicked off with this whole thing? So, uh, interestingly enough, so I was uh, overseas private military contracting um, through the Department of State over in Afghanistan um, after I got out of the Marine Corps. And uh, I started doing some research on tactical gear companies and, and researching materials and stuff like that. So, um, I thought to myself, okay, well, I was making pretty good money overseas. So, um, I was like, Hey, I need, you know, like I need a plan for after I get done with this private military, you know, start up a company. And so I just started buying all these materials online. Like I started getting, you know, I spent probably 20, 25 grand on materials, sewing machines, like all kinds of shit. Um, um, shipping it to my house and getting ready to go. And then actually came back from overseas and, uh, it just kind of all fell through. Um, you know, that it's a pretty heavy, heavy saturated market anyways with the tactical gear stuff. And most of that stuff's very compliant. You know what I mean? They have to be and, uh, all that stuff anyways, but it ended up kind of falling through a little bit. And then four or five years later, now this last summer, I just had an idea to start a kind of like an upland vest. And, uh, you know, we don't sell that thing anymore, but eventually the idea, you know, came of a bino harness and, you know, now we're making extra pouches for it and stuff like that too. But it was kind of actually just like a whim, honestly, man. Like one day I was like, I'm going to fucking do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, we've just kind of made it happen. And, uh, you know, it's, we're not even a year old yet, but, uh, um, like I was telling you on the phone earlier, I mean, we've, we've been doing fairly well over the past uh we had like 120 harnesses made i think and then we we sold out at the beginning of august and we're waiting for another i mean we're pretty much out out of stock of everything and we you know we're learning along the way way too because you know um, it kind of frustrates us because we're getting messages every day when's this in stock when's this going to be in stock when's it so i mean like it sucks when you're a business owner to to feel that because it's a good problem to have but at the same time 
you feel like you're missing out on sales. And you guys probably understand that too when you're out of stock of something. You just feel like you might be fucking missing that customer. You know what I mean? So, that's happening right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's fucking, yeah, that's probably why you guys are fucking laughing. So we're, we're sitting here like with our thumbs up our ass. Like, you know, we got hardly anything in inventory. And, you know, we're, you know, we've got another. 125 harnesses cut and getting made right now but you know we're learning now to you know when we get down to minimums like 40 50 harnesses we need to start manufacturing another 100 150 200 you know what i mean just to just to keep inventory um on the shelves but it's 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 a it's an interesting thing because at the same time you don't want shit on the shelves you want it you know out in the fucking mail going to hunters but at the same time, you don't want nothing on your shelves. You know what I mean? Like you want you want shit shit on your shelves to to ship out to people. Um, but uh, yeah, that's just that's kind of the the problem we're running into now. But uh, we're we're grinding, trying our best. So yeah, I, we we had the business here evaluated a year ago? last year. Yeah, last year. And what was amazing to me is it was such a complicated evaluation because we're made in America. They didn't know how to evaluate mm-hmm. it. And literally, you know how like, uh, you know, my, my wife's um, a real estate agent and they do these cost analysis off the local neighborhood and other houses. And yeah, well, there's no other fucking house like our house. So they're like, uh, like, like millions of questions because they didn't know, can we find sewers here? Can we keep up with the, the volume? Can we keep up with the growth? keeping it made in America. And it was a big, I wouldn't say point of contention, but a big question mark because, you know, and I guess that goes to show you how the world works these days when you have a company that's paid to evaluate, you know, the give you the evaluation of your business and they're kind of stumped on, on what it's worth, not because of the volume you're doing, but because they're alarmed if you can keep up because it's made in America. And it was something that they were not familiar with. And that's kind of an eye-opener for me where I was like, shit, that's crazy. These people yeah. do this shit for a living. <laughs> They've been in business 20 years. And they <laughs> literally were like, okay. So, and they'd have these, you know, these different, you know, questions. Like, so your thread. So there's no way you can go overseas with that thread. And, you know, they were doing analysis on, uh, this was a, a different company, but a, a analysis on like, Increased profit margin. So if you, let's say if we took a, what's a good high selling? A 44 Magnum is a big high selling pack of ours. If we used all American components and, and everything else, but shipped that overseas, it was like 37 to 43% deduction in cost just in labor to go overseas after paying for the big boat and everything else. And I don't have the numbers exactly, and they were like, well, would you entertain this? Like, these were the different ways as far as to be more profitable. And I'm like, fuck, can't we just make it here and leave us alone? Like, it, it was crazy to me how many different, uh, I guess if we had a bean counter here and, and somebody that actually went to college about making money, we'd be in trouble because they'd be like, why the hell are you doing it this way? You just don't make as much. And you guys are in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's we get so many guys where, you know, we're not making that great of a profit on our gear because, you know, for us, especially being smaller, it's more expensive to make it here and, and materials and stuff. But, you know, we get so many guys that are just constantly saying, you know, and it's hard because like you're, we, we you know, companies like us are doing it because it's, it's, 
it's what we believe in. You know what I mean? It's not to become rich and that, you know what I mean? If, if we, if money was all on our mind and that's all we gave a fuck about, we'd all be overseas. Yeah. Honestly, we'd all be overseas. If that's really the main component of why we gave a shit, but what we do, but that's not, I mean, that's when you, especially when you're made in the USA, I mean, that's you're the last thing you're thinking about. Of course you got to be profitable and you've got to make money to stay in business and, and keep growing and everything. But, um, it's, uh, it's one of those things to where, um, it's tough. It's fucking tough. I mean, it's, it's straight up is it's, it's hard to make shit in America these days. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's a lot tougher to survive. And, uh, you know, I, I know you guys feel that too. And, uh, you guys make great products. I've, I've checked out your packs before. I got buddies that run them and stuff. And, and, um, you know, you can tell a huge difference, but, um, so many people in this industry are so used to getting sold cheap shit. You know what I mean? That trying to kind of revision people to, and educate them on, on gear and, and quality and craftsmanship and, and all that stuff, it can be a challenge. Yeah, it, it can. Um, you know, we, we do usually actually it's human error cause we're shipping out the wrong colored pockets when we get super busy, but we, you know, our like warranty wise, um, you know, we're, we're well under 2%, you know, overall, as far as, um, like manufacturer defect and most of the stuff it's just flat out we don't catch it in qc because it's like a, a specific stitch line that's impossible to catch and you know we we obviously do our best to take as good a care as the customers we possibly can and, and i think you know not to toot our own horn too much we are very well known for for our customer service and i mean I know for me, I'm answering the phone until eight, nine, ten at night. Frank's the same way, and it looks like you guys that is extremely high on your list too, as far as taking care of your customers at a higher level than you know talking to an 18 year old kid that's that's never hunted. Nothing wrong with 18 year old kids doing customer service, but they're actually talking to you, uh, and that that means a lot to people. Exactly, and I you know for them to be able to, and I and I've blasted my personal number all over social media and all over our pages because I do that for a reason. If people have a problem and they have an issue, I want to know about it immediately. We had a guy in uh, Arizona on a sheep hunt and uh, his harness um, broke for manufacturing uh, default, which we're all human. You know, not every piece of gear is going to be hundred percent perfect that goes out, but it's what you do to fix that shit is that what means a lot. So he, you know, got that, we got it made up within a day and we overnighted it to him so that he could finish out his sheep hunt. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's really our mindset is that, you know, we know we're not going to be perfect and, and things are not going to be a hundred percent all the time because we're human and human manufacturers make errors. And there's things that, you know, we go over all gear and we burn it and we do everything to, to ensure that quality control. But sometimes things just get past us, you know what I mean? Um, but we exactly like you guys, I mean, we really try to be there for the customer and, and kind of, uh, you know, how I want to be treated because I know as a, as a business owner myself, when I contact different companies where I need supplies and shit, sometimes I don't hear back for a fucking week or two. And it just pisses me off. Cause I'm like, go, go, go. I need to get this done. I need to get this done. I need to get this done. It's all for the customer. You know what I mean? Just grinding, grinding and going. And then, you know, you start looking around at everywhere else uh, when you're calling, sending emails out, you're not getting return phone calls and it just pisses you off. And so like me, 
you know, feeling like a customer, I, I, we don't want to be that way. You know what I mean? We want to fix issues immediately. We want to, um, people call us immediately and be on the phone with the owner of the company because it's our name on the, uh, on the pack. You know what I mean? Um, so that means a lot. You know, we, we, we just, we can't put out shit and we, we have to be there for the customer 110% and, you know, just for ourselves too, being hunters. Um, we, we really pride ourselves on that. So, um, we've had, uh, pretty good success with customer service so far. Um, you know, we've had a lot of guys thank us for, you know, if they do have an issue, which doesn't happen often. Um, we try not to get a lot of things past us, but the busier we get and the more orders we're shipping out, um, you know, there for, you know, a couple of weeks, we were shipping out 15 harnesses a day. 20 harnesses a day, you know, and going up and, and, you know, I work a full-time job. So, I mean, just trying to, you know, keep the quality control and, and just staying busy and trying to ship with, you know, orders within 24 hours. I'm like going home on my lunch break. I don't even eat. I'm like burning gear and shipping it out. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, it's, it's one of those things to where, um, we just really are trying to go 110% for the customer. And, and because that's, that's the way we want to be treated um, you know, when we're a customer. So, um, you know, that's, that's pretty important to us. So we're kind of, we're on the same, same page as you guys, as far as just, you got to stick your neck out there and just, uh, you know, be that guy that's answering phone calls at nine, 10 o'clock at night. I mean, that just shows a lot about who you guys are. Um, you know what I mean? That's, that's good shit. Yeah, we try. I don't, uh, Frank, are you getting tired of it yet? Uh, no, I mean, people don't really call me. I got, get a bunch of text messages and Instagram messages and Facebook messages at all hours of the day, but no, I mean, we'll get, get back to them as fast as you can and go from there. Yeah, there's, that's about all you can do. And I think one thing you'll probably, you know, notice as time goes on is, um, uh, you know, if you, if you grow and you get to a point where, um, you know, you've got people working for you that can answer the phones and, yeah, they're still going to want to talk to you for no really reason. Like, hey, I broke a buckle. Yeah, I'm the company owner, man. Like, can you call customer service? Like, I, I will get that sometimes. Like, hey, dude, I shut my uh, belt buckle in the car door. I'm like, I wouldn't even, as Frank can attest, I don't even know how to place an order. Um, all I'm going to do is do the same thing you would do. But, I mean, I, I like that the customers get to interact with us like that. But sometimes I'm like, man, that, that one's a customer service call. Don't don't ask me to send you a buckle because you probably never get it anyway because I'm not very good at adulting. But we've grown so much that, I mean, thank God, like we got Frank and Anders and Dana, all these different customer service people. And when I started here, it was like me and this other chick angie <laughs> now it's to the point yeah. where it, drinking out of a fire hose with all of us so hopefully you'll be able to grow uh that way and i, I would imagine i i bet you will because um uh just kind of the the direction you're going it seems it, it 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 seems people are starting to respect higher end gear than even five or ten years ago and in, in more durable gear it seems to be swaying a little bit that way yeah, from what what I'm seeing from the industry, yeah, I think there is more um, people swaying towards that because I think they're just sick of getting, um, you know, their ass burned with with all the shitty gear and and bad warranties and and everything else. So I think it is really starting to switch, swing swing in our favor. But I mean, I I and I hope we do grow to that point to where um, we've got people working under us and stuff like that and. 
Um, right now, it's just, uh, you know, it's, 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 it can be tough because we don't take paychecks or anything right now. Everything just gets reinvested into the business, and we just continue to grow and grow and grow, and hopefully we'll get to that point. But, I mean, it's looking good so far. I mean, um, we're doing well. Uh, my dad, uh, it was kind of funny because we talked to the manufacturer, and we're like, well, you know, you know, we got this uh, 120 harnesses made, and he's like, well, you know, we'll see how this goes, and, you know, maybe we'll get more made in, in uh, November or December. Well, we were sold out within three weeks. So <laughs> so it's kind of crazy when you look at that to where um, it's almost humbling, you know, um, and it's really humbling um, that so many people have really just jumped on that um that support wagon and, and backing us. And, and I think a lot of it is just cause we're fucking real. You know what I mean? We're no bullshit. You guys see our posts on social media. I mean, we we're just, you know, dudes with, you know, a little bit of a more sick sense of humor, but um, we're not there to blow smoke up your ass. You know, um, we're, we're going to provide you with a quality product. And if you're not happy with it, we'll do whatever we can to fix it and um, make sure that you're getting your money's worth. But um, it's pretty nice when you send a product out to somebody and they're saying, Hey, this was, you know, I was waiting to pull the trigger on this, but this is worth every penny of what you guys sell it for. Um, so when you're getting that feedback from the customer, um, it's just, it's, it's like I said, it's humbling, but it makes it exciting for us because I mean, it's, as you guys know, it's a ton of work. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work trying to just continue to grow and expand and, and just bust your balls and, and bust your ass. Not bust your balls, bust your ass might be a better uh, <laughs> better saying. But, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's a good time, though. I, I really enjoyed it. It's therapeutic for me. Um, so so what, what do you do for a, a real job now? So I'm a police officer um, in Rapid City. So I've been doing that for a Will you arrest half, Jerry Shaw for us? Now. No, I'm just kidding. We got, a buddy. we got a buddy up there. I said, will you arrest Jerry Shaw for us? But oh, shit. <laughs> Photo Lab yeah, Studios, yeah. <laughs> you're fucking going down, buddy. He's a big boy, though. You need two Double sets taser. of cuffs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, did you do yeah, that since uh, you got out, though? Yep, yep. Since I uh, since I got out of private military contract and doing that, I, I went to actually... I took a hiatus and went to college for aeronautical science for a year, actually. I got my private pilot license and all this shit, but, um, you know, not, I mean, you know, I'll go into something personal here, but so a lot of guys know is that I'm actually uh, a recovering alcoholic. Um, That's because you were a Marine, buddy. I know, dude. (laughs) Seriously. A Marine, a fucking cop, like all this shit combined. It was just bad. So I actually got, I had to recently go to rehab in uh, April in Utah, and I kind of had to take, you know, a step back from the business during that time, getting all that shit figured out. But, uh, yeah, that's just, uh, you know, I recently got diagnosed with PTSD, which I was, you know, was, thought was meh, bullshit, like, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been kind of a struggle just, uh, you know, getting on certain medications and kind of dealing with that. And so, like, for for the business for me is like, it is totally therapy, but, um, sometimes that can get stressful, of course. Um, you know, and then along with working as a cop still, and, um, my department's just been a hundred percent behind me and, and back of me. And, um, I'm just one of those dudes that, you know, I'm going to continue to work hard and forge forward, but, 
Um, you know, I always try to on these podcasts is get that shit out because there's so many guys that need to hear that. Um, we got a lot of veterans that are dealing with that shit. And, um, you know, I covered it for so many years with, with alcohol use and, and I was very functioning and I would get shit done and, and stuff like that. But, um, it's, uh, it's one of those things to where a lot of guys struggle with it. And, uh, you know, um, hopefully they, they can hear this and, and keep forging, forging forward and push on. And, um, you know, it's, everything has came a lot better with sobriety. I mean, we, this business has grown exponentially, um, because of my sobriety. Um, uh, I, when I, back when I was drinking, I mean, just, the, you know, even when we first kind of started, but when I was, you know, drinking all the fucking time, I mean, it was, that's all I gave a shit about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Every day, all day, day in and day out was just getting drunk. I mean, I always make the standing joke to, to guys cause you know, guys are like, Jesus, you had to go to rehab. Like, is my harness, is, is it uh, made proficiently? And I'm like, well, it's, uh, I would probably double check that because it's probably cut fucking half cricket. Um, I was probably 12 beers deep when I cut your harness, but uh, at least, you know, uh, some, uh, you know, you got, you got uh, some of the older harnesses out there, dudes are running. Hopefully they don't notice it, but uh, yeah. It's, well, lucky uh, you're an alcoholic <laughs> in South Dakota because uh, there's not as many cops to pull you over. And of course, you are and a cop. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah they're fucking, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, uh, well, it was so funny because I was a DUI cop forever too. And, uh, you know, but yeah, there's a, there's a good amount of beer drinkers in uh, South Dakota. I think we were up there for like the amount of, like a record amount of fucking DUIs or some shit, <laughs> like top five or something. So yeah, we get, we got some, we got some beer drinkers up here, but, uh, so, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's, uh, it's been kind of a fucking wild ride this year, but, uh, you know, it keeps up with the sense of humor and, and talking shit to guys and, and, uh, you know, we just have a good time with it. Not, it's, it's not everybody's cup of tea as we say, but, uh, you know, it's a good time. Yeah, I I don't know. I follow. I think your page is pretty. I don't. know. A lot of people are too get kind of sensitive. Like I said, that the ounces because I've said that for years. Ounces make pounds. Pounds like make make pain. And you when you posted that, I was laughing because even though I say that, we get into I wouldn't say arguments, but I have very long conversations with guys as they're you know telling me what they're hypothetically going to do, and I'm like, yeah, in theory, that sounds like a good idea, but. Uh, you're going to get fucked up <laughs> if a storm comes in or you're whatever, right? I mean, yeah, I just think that you want to be, have common sense, you know, in your gear list. You want to have good, solid, durable shit that's going to keep you alive, not overpack. And, uh, and you know, start, some of the other problem is um, uh, you get a guy that's, you know, hey, my pack uh, weighs six pounds, 12 ounces or six pounds, nine ounces empty, and uh that's heavy and i'm like dude you're 40 pounds overweight like you know not to be a dick but i mean you're worried about the extra pound four ounces you know whatever so 20 total ounces is heavier than this other option when i can guarantee you ours is more comfortable more durable um you're stressing out over that man take your ass to the gym like go run a mile or something yeah and uh i've gotten some hate mail over those comments and i'll probably get some now but uh there's a lot of truth to that though i mean if you're gonna worry that much about it it is what it is man people here's the deal is that you know a lot of the shit we say on there it's not you know people take everything so fucking personally 
like relax, have a fucking sense of humor. It's okay to laugh about things. You know, we get guys all the time that talk shit to us and, and we expose our page. But I mean, I don't know if you saw the post last night, but we had a guy uh, talking shit to us because apparently we're considered the Midwest, even though we're in the Black Hills and we're a mountain time. But he was talking <laughs> shit about us being Midwest hunters and we don't know shit about Western hunting and wilderness hunting. Well, I fucking, you know, we love holding guys accountable on social media. It's great. So I fucking posted his comment um, on, on, on our fucking page, and we just had dudes eating this guy fucking alive. Um, because I mean, we're, it's just, it's, it's funny because like, we're just, it's so many companies just take that shit and we're just not going to do it, man. We're just not going to do it. And if you don't want to buy a quality, good fucking American made piece of gear, because we're no bullshit, like that's on you. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to hurt our feelings. You know, we'll get over it. Trust me. It's, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just one of those things to where, so many guys are, are, are so worried about, you know, that, that small stuff. And we just, we like poking fun in the industry a little bit because it is kind of funny, but, uh, I mean, we get it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you probably get hate mail and we get hate mail too. And, but I mean, we, we actually find more support, um, <laughs> from these podcasts and doing everything. And we get got more guys on board with us. Cause they're like, you know, they're the no bullshit guys, you know, they think it's hilarious. Um, you know, and then there's just going to be guys that they take everything to fucking heart on social media and they get fucking all whiny about everything and get their feelings hurt. And, you know, it is what it is. You can go to some other company page where they're blowing smoke up your ass and tell you what you want to hear all the time. And, and, uh, you can get a piece of shit product. No, I mean, for sure. That's, that's, that's our mindset. I, I'd say we probably stayed off the hate pages mostly because of that same mentality. Like, I mean, I, I wear, you know, Sitka quite a bit and, and, uh, making hunting great again. Fucking hate Sitka, right? Peas and carrots. And <laughs> I can't, I can't even remember half the shitty posts, which whatever. And I don't, I'm like, ah, yeah, I wear peas and carrots. I'm, I, you know what? I'm uh, in control of my own manhood. And no matter how much you make fun of peas and carrots, I'm not going to stop fucking wearing what I want to wear, right? Whatever, <laughs> whatever it may be. But other guys, man, they get super sensitive over, have you ever noticed, like, if you, like, you can pretty much call me, I was a, I'm a reformed fat kid, and you can call me fat pretty much in any way you want, and I'm not going to get ever get mad. You can say, quit eating donuts, you fat fuck. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Well, <laughs> you poke fun at a fat guy that's sensitive about that specific, uh, that subject, right? Like, you do a little fat shaming, and, uh, well, he's probably got some emotional issues with being a little chunky, right? Like, where yep. I, you can... Uh, pretty much make fun of me. Well, that in the military, you know how that is. I went into basic training at like 240. I got called fat in ways that I didn't even know were possible. Like it was bad. And uh, <laughs> thank God I was athletic. Oh, fuck, man. Hey, heavy drop, you fat motherfucker. You're not eating cookies today. <laughs> and then, dude, I was in the chow line and I hit a cookie under a piece of bread. And uh, my my senior drill instructor was Sergeant Snyder. He was Ethiopian. He was missing half his tongue, stuttered like a motherfucker. And he comes up, he's like, <laughs> Snyder, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like it's a cookie sergeant. Oh, he got that out without stuttering. We 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 gonna have some fun when we get back. And I'm like, oh motherfucker. But uh, it makes you accountable for what you uh, do. And I mean, what you guys go through is worse than the army by by far. I mean, I just whatever. I mean, 
you got your your boot camp's just tougher than basic training and there's just i mean whatever i'm army proud but there's no fucking way around it you guys are used and abused <laughs> but uh well, yeah the marines is kind of some sick and sadistic fucking shit man oh lord well you know you get used to that to where now it, it takes a lot for me to get riled up about anything as far as like get like poking fun at stuff i'll get riled up but if you post something on there and 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 you say i don't know whatever pick it um you know this specific i don't know piece of clothing this like the ounces to pounds thing it's just words for fuck's sake it's not that big of a deal like i highly doubt you're going to argue with me or i'm going to argue with you about a packing list if it's a common sense thing i think you were trying to get more of the point of hey you know what, don't sweat the small stuff if it's durable and it's quality. Don't freak out if it's a couple ounces heavier is what I took from your post where I had all kinds of guys messaging me, you got to say something back. I'm like, what do you mean? I fucking agree with them. I'm not going to say anything (laughs) back to them. (laughs) It's it's so funny because, you know, we make those posts and they're just lighthearted posts to just poke poke a little fun, but it's not – you know, and we know it's going to get people in the feelings, and we know it's going to get people riled up and get people pissed off, because people just are so fucking emotional about everything. And maybe that's just me. Like I said, my background coming from the Marine Corps infantry, doing a couple deployments. Like, you know, sometimes I have to reel myself back because there's been times where I've made memes where I'm like, "Oh man, I'm push, I'm going above the line, here. <laughs> like I'm crossing the fucking line, like this is going to piss a lot of people off." But like. Because it's just so funny because, like, there's so, for so many years, you know, you just, and you guys, you know, you know, obviously, being in the Army, that you just, like, you know, it was kind of that mindset of just fuck your feelings, like, just say whatever you want to say, like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just one of those, those mindsets that I guess, unless you have served, you just maybe don't totally 100% understand it. But there's still guys, you know, we got tons of followers on our page that are not veterans and shit, but that still love it. You know what I mean? They still love the no bullshit, poking fun, and, um, you know, we're not trying to, you know, create a bunch of controversy. We're just, we're just having fun with it. You know what I mean? We, uh, we have, we get enjoyment out of it. We know other guys get enjoyment out of it. Um, you know, of course, there's just going to be those people that get all butthurt about everything, but we can't help those people in life anyways. You know what I mean? They're just going to get emotional about fucking everything. It is what it is. I just, you know? I, I think it definitely, you take someone that, you know, I worked construction after, you're a cop after, so it, that did not help me at all as far as like my, uh, by, what do you would call that, uh, oh, polarizing, uh, I, I think as people have said, <laughs> pol- being polarizing, but I, since Frank's here, Orion was shooting, we were at the archery range, and me being me, he was punching the shit out of the trigger and instead of being polite, I walked up and said, man, you are punching the fuck out of that trigger. But that's normal in the military. Now, I don't think it bothered Orion, but I've said that to people. I'm like, man, you're hammering that fucking trigger like a rookie beating off. You need to ease off that thing. But people, <laughs> from they, you know, if somebody said that to me, I'm like, yeah, it's bad, man. But you got to kind of take into consideration that maybe they didn't get tortured or whatever. <laughs> they didn't get made fun of them called fat yeah. fuck in 17 yeah. languages either. Well, that's what I'm talking about where I, like, there's been some posts where I'm like, Oh man, this is, this is, this is pretty goddamn abrasive. And we are known, <laughs> you know, we are, we are more known for not giving a shit about what we post. And we do for the most part, but there's been times 
I will tell you guys, there's been times where I've about to, I've about to click posted on that shit where I'm like, uh, this is, this might be going to, this might be going a little too far. You might want to uh, run it by your politically correct buddy before you hit send. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you voted for Bernie Sanders last year. Tell me how this fucking looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. I'd have to say you post way worse shit than I do on your story. Me? Yeah. Sometimes, I don't know. <laughs> Not controversial stuff, but definitely more... Oh, just like dumb memes? Dirty meme stuff, like yeah. Like Chipotle ripping your butthole or something? <laughs> yeah. I've had to delete a couple myself that I thought were... Uh, that one where it said uh, the first time you do something and she ate peanuts and his face is all swollen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's some ones like that where that's prime perfect military humor or construction. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get some Jesus freak that's going to go off on me over that one. I better delete that shit. <laughs> it's, it is so funny. I mean, but it is refreshing, man, to, uh, because we've had a lot of guys compare us to you guys and they're like, dude, you just like, Aaron, you know what I mean? Like you just fucking, you know, posting this shit, and it's it's making more sense now. And uh, but uh, in fairness, you know, I would say those... Frank is just as bad as I am. <laughs> <laughs> Frank just doesn't talk as much. Obviously, I talk too much. But but you know, you're attracting the right customers, though, man. And and it's the same thing with us: is that you're 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 targeting the correct demographic because those are the guys that are going to fucking pay a little bit more money and are proud to buy American made packs. You know what I mean? So you're, you're definitely, in my opinion, um, you're targeting that, that demographic that's just going to continue to make. And you guys have been in business for a fucking long time, right? How many years? Eighties, I guess. Yeah. In the eighties. Well, yeah. well, Kafaru since the nineties, but before, you know, Patrick owned uh, mountain Smith before that. And, uh, you know, we're oh, yeah. a little bit yeah. rough compared. Patrick's a very, di- he should have been a professor, right? Very diplomatic, very, uh, what's the word? Uh, prim and proper. I get, you know, he's, he's very calculated. Ca- yeah. Calculated where we've had a couple of business meetings with, um, where, where like, uh, military buyers have come in and, uh, you know, I know what they did. So we're shooting the shit and cocksuckers are flying out. And I mean, you know, everything known to man and everything getting along. And Patrick's like, that meeting went way different than the last time. And I'm like, well, that's cause I wasn't here the last time. There's kind of, you got to read people. You know, if it was a priest that walked in, I would have been like, Hey motherfucker. Like it's, you got to know who you're dealing with. But, <laughs> <laughs> These guys were all kicking down doors, you know, or whatever. One of them I knew from when I was in, so it was a lot easier to – some people you can act like that around, and then there's other times where you pro- – I don't talk much, I'll just say, in other meetings, and, and uh, just because we probably won't make any money if I start talking. So. <laughs> they just pissed off all the fucking Catholics that are listening to this great – I tell you who we piss off more than most Mormons, man. But there's always some kind of Mormon comment flying around, and and we're it's lighthearted. We're just joking, but shit, yeah. We between flat brim, skinny jeans, and don't not drinking coffee, we get some shit over that. You get any hate mail over? No, not recently. Yeah, I've been told I'm going to go to hell more than once. We've had a couple pretty <laughs> stiff Jesus freaks on uh, iTunes that have left some sophomoric language type of. You don't have to cuss type of, you know what I mean, posts or whatever, but, or, or reviews. Here's the thing, man, like, if you don't fucking like it, move on. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, that's the great, that's the great thing about America. 
if you don't like something, you can just fucking move on. But so many people just want to push their opinion and their belief on everybody. And they think, you know, their way is the only way and, and the right way. And that's just not how it fucking works. You know what I mean? Like, um, you're not going to come on my page and tell me what I can or cannot boast. Well, my I thing mean, plain fucking simple. On you're the not one, going to. The one email I got, which, because this is free content, right? We have a Patreon page that we do a horrible job at promoting. By the way, go on Patreon, donate money to us. Thank you. But, like, we... I, you know, a guy messaged me and I'm like, look, brother, I understand where you're coming from. But if uh, Frank and I go down to the free Italian food restaurant and we don't like it, we're not going to post reviews on Yelp bashing the shit out of him. It was free food. I'll just go down to the free Chinese food place next. Like, Jesus, I understand constructive criticism. We're all about that. But if you go on a 500 word essay on how much we suck, it's like, man, it's free, right? If I don't like water, I don't go by the pool. I mean, don't bash us too much jesus but like you said well, people yeah, like to voice had, their opinion no oh, dude and we've had we've had guys bash us and do gear reviews that have never purchased from us before have you guys had that shit oh yeah. fuck man you have no idea we just had Fucking uh, that shit pisses me the fuck off this great outfitter right up in bc um doing this review off a company he's paid by significantly paid by and a guy just said, hey, why wouldn't you buy from Kafaru or this other company who specializes in that? Oh, I've ran Kafaru before, not even close to this. And it's like, really? Well, you're not in the fucking system, Slick. So if I get my wife's car and she's got the seat slid forward and I don't fit in the car, I'm not going to get out of it and say this thing's a piece of shit. It actually has to be fitted to you. So I'm not going to sell the car because I didn't slide the seat back. So if you borrowed your buddies and you're 5'7 and he's 6'4", it's probably not going to fit you correctly. But they will bash us, or not bash us, just say this product's inferior, never used it, tried on a buddy's, and then the same thing. We get plants on forums that hop on and talk shit that have never used the product. It drives me crazy. Oh, dude, and it's just like, I, I don't, I don't, and this guy, we had one just a couple of weeks ago, and he fucking posted, you know, you know, gear is cheap and customer service sucks and like all this other shit. And, and he blocked me on Facebook so that I couldn't even see the fucking review until I went on, you know, my dad's fucking iPad. And, uh, he, you know, I saw it and I was like, what the fuck? So, uh, you know, I go obviously on our website and I'm scrolling through fucking, you know, all the fucking orders, searching the name or whatever. This motherfucker has never bought a fucking shirt, a bino harness, a fucking gear bag, a blind nothing. And, you know, we had guys like prouncing on this guy and we're like, like, you've obviously never bought these products if you made that claim, you know what I mean? But th you're seeing so much of it where, you know, these guys come on here and, and we just try to hold them accountable because like, you know, for so long, these guys just fucking run their fucking mouth and, and nobody says anything. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. You know, but... Yeah, well, get used to that, because that shit's not going to ever go away. <laughs> That's one thing we've no, I know, I know, I know. And we're just starting, you know, like I said, we're just starting up. And, um, you know, but I've, I'm noticing, like, the bigger we get, and the more followers we've got on Instagram, and the more people notice our shit, it just attracts more and more shit talkers and fucking haters. You know what I mean? Like, they're just, like, coming out in the fucking, coming out of the woodworks, like little fucking trolls or something. Um, 
And uh, so, yeah, you just sit there and, and I mean, eventually it's going to get to the point where, you know, uh, I mean, we're getting so busy. Like I said, we're getting fucking emails every day, um, you know, asking for new gear and, you know, we're working on a bow hunting pack and they're like, when, when's these harnesses coming out and when's this coming out? And, you know, we're did like a rangefinder pouch pre-order that we've gotten already like 40, 50 pre-orders on, um, that we're working on getting those out. So, I mean, it's like, and you guys know how it is with hunting seasons, just, you know, so that's kind of our focus right now. I'm not really focused on any of these fucking idiots, but, um, you know, once hunting season starts, you'll kind of see our, you know, our, our more colorful posts start to go down just a little bit because we, we kind of like to, to focus on, you know, people's kills and, and, uh, them sending in gear picks and, and all that cool shit. And I was actually talking, do you guys know a Darcy Peacock? Yeah. Yeah. We know Darcy. He runs our, our packs. He's up in B Alberta actually. Yeah. So he's run, he just got my harness and, uh, he posted a picture, but, um, I was just talking to him because he, I, I knew he ran your guys' packs and, uh, you know, he's taken some pretty awesome pictures. So I was just kind of a random thought that I thought about, but he was posting, he's going on a sheep hunt today and, uh, had your pack and our harness together and it looked, looked pretty cool. So hopefully we'll, we'll see some pretty badass pics. And I know he takes a lot of awesome pictures and shit. So. Yeah, he's a good photographer, good dude. We don't talk to him that much just because obviously we're everybody's busy. Email mostly or messaging, but he um he's a good dude for testing stuff too. Like we'll send him shit and be like, yeah. "Hey, dude, fuck this thing up. Let us know what you think." Yeah, yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. So mm -hmm. yeah, I kind of look forward to that. But uh, yeah, I didn't mean to kind of ramble off on topic, but uh, it's uh, it's uh, just one of those things to where you know we're enjoying it, man. Um, staying busy and and uh we're fucking loving it and it's a good time man oh yeah well tell everybody we should probably get off here and go back to work but tell everybody again where they can find you uh you know and website and everything check out all the harnesses and gear yeah man uh tnkhunting.com i mean that's our website hopefully we're going to be having some you know we'll have harnesses in stock by next week we're hoping fingers crossed and then uh a bunch of other shit coming out too um and then uh TNK Hunting Gear LLC on uh, social media. You can look at us up. We got uh, Facebook and Instagram, so you can check us out. And uh, just appreciate you guys having us on. So it's good uh, to have some like mindedness in the uh, industry. So. Yeah, 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 same here, and uh, definitely, we'll have to order a couple of your harnesses once you guys get them in stock and try them out, and uh, yeah, definitely let us know anytime um, you need anything from us. We appreciate, uh, like you said, like-minded guys doing uh, the American-made, you know, with the uh, American component thing, it's it's far and few between, so we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no worries, you get some of those on it, and we'll uh, order some of your packs out here, too, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll do some co-branding and it'd be cool man yeah no that sounds good <laughs> oh shit all right man take it easy we'll talk to you soon enough all right later bro